Welcome to the Andy Griffin Show. Wake up. With your chance to sound off, give your opinion, and tell us your thoughts. It's on. It's now. It's here. It's the Andy Griffin Show on News Radio 890. 92.5. KDXU. Southern Utah's news talk leader. Happy Tuesday morning to you. It's the eighth day of February. I'm Andy Griffin, live from the Camping World of St. George Studios. Thank you for tuning in to the program. I'm here every day right around now, and uh, uh, I know I have a lot of people who uh, have been able to come by and say hi and, and give their regards as I've been in a couple of uh, live appearances uh, in uh, locations uh, lately. In fact, today is one of those days. If you want to say hi to me or if you don't want to, if you just want to check it out, today is the Dixie Regional Transportation Expo over at the Dixie Center. Uh, we have a lot, of, you know, a lot of people get on this show and they and they want to, you know, people call in or people try to explain what's happening in St. George area. And uh, a lot of it is centered around what's happening with the roads, the stoplights, the traffic, et cetera, et cetera. And uh, so uh, this transportation expo, and I think it's like the eighth year they've had it or something like that. Last year was virtual, the COVID rules. But, uh, yeah, this one's in person. It's the Dixie Convention Center out there on Convention Center Drive. You know where it is. Uh, it runs from 11 a.m. to 7 p.m., uh, and they're going to talk about the different road expansions like 3000 East and, and Mall Drive, uh, 1450 South. Uh, Washington City will have a bunch of people there along with St. George City, of course. The I-15 capacity upgrades uh, where they're widening, widening the freeway to three lanes in a lot of different places. Old Dixie Highway 91, uh, St. George Regional Airport's master plan. Uh, it's it's pretty cool. They actually moved last year. They had it at uh, the church or something like that. But the, the, or last time two years ago, now they moved it to the Dixie Convention Center. And again, it's an eight hour event, eleven a.m. to seven p.m. So if you have questions or concerns or things that you've been wondering about uh, the future, traffic wise or or otherwise in St. George City in particular, but in Washington County overall. Uh, it's a place to be today, Dixie Regional uh, uh, Dixie Regional Transportation Expo at the Dixie Convention Center. I'm going to go over there, uh, and I'll probably be there after lunch, uh, 1 o'clock or 2 o'clock, something like that. I want to be there so that uh, while I'm there, I can also catch Mayor Michelle Randall and her State of the City Address, which is taking place at 3 o'clock in the, I think they call it the ballroom, it's that glass-enclosed room. Uh, and, uh, and, and so that, that's taken place at three o'clock today. Uh, I think it's all, uh, pretty cool. I mean, I, I, I am interested in the future of the city and traffic and roads and, and, and not just the city, but the area. And uh, I'm interested in the state of the city. So I think it'll be a cool event to, uh, to, uh, gather and, and check out Dixie Convention Center. And then, okay, tonight stuff is going on. In fact, it's a busy day today. Besides all my usual work, got all this other stuff. Six o'clock tonight, uh, Lieutenant Governor Deirdre Henderson is going to be on the air here on KDXU for one hour, and it's a uh, kind of a town hall type situation tonight. Uh, it happens every quarter. Usually, it's the governor. Sometimes the governor brings some people with him. Uh, this time, the governor had some uh, some uh, commitments, and so they're like, "Well, let's have the lieutenant governor on." And so the lieutenant governor is going to be on from 6 to 7 tonight here on KDXU. 
They'll have an 800 number. They'll have a chat line. You actually can can get right in and be a part of the conversation. Uh, obviously, there's going to be competition. They won't get everybody that asks a question. They won't, won't get on there. But it, it will be a, an opportunity if if uh, you can hurry and get your question in to interact with the lieutenant governor. I, I kind of like that cool the deal. It's a 6 to 7 tonight. Later on tonight, 9 o'clock p.m. is the BYU Mark Pope Coaches Show. That's at 9 o'clock today. Yeah, that's non-political, but uh, it's something that some of you may be interested in. And then tomorrow at noon, is uh, they're having a Chamber of Commerce uh, luncheon over in Ivan City. It'll be the state of the city with Ivan's mayor, Chris Hart. And uh, one of the reasons I want to go to that is because Chris Hart is going to be our mayor this week on Mayor Thursday here on the Andy Griffin Show. So we'll have Chris on the program Thursday uh, at uh, 9.08, and that'll be a day after he gives the State of the City address in Ivan City. Some interesting stuff going on in Ivan, some stuff that may be even a little bit controversial. Uh, so we'll talk to Chris about that again uh, Thursday morning uh, right here on the program. Tomorrow we've got Washington, Washington County Schools on. Steve Dunham will be on. We might get Terry Hutchinson on again. He hasn't been on for a while. Uh, Terry Hutchinson was extensively quoted in several media sources when they were talking about banning books. In fact, Terry wrote a a guest editorial for, I think it was the Salt Lake Tribune. Uh, the Tribune had written a piece saying, uh, oh, they're banning books. What is this Nazi journal? You know, the, the usual rhetoric from the left. Uh, and uh, And Terry basically went on and said, look, uh, and he said it, said it on this program before. He said, "I we want books that are safe and uh, decent for our young people that reflect our community's values. And the fact that a couple of these books fell through the cracks, one of which he refers to had nude drawings. Like, we, got, we got these in our elementary schools. We really need our fourth graders seeing pictures of a naked female. So, anyway, uh, yeah, Washington County Schools on the program tomorrow, and uh, looking forward to that. That should be fun. Uh, Recently, uh, Utah legislature has put out a bill. It hasn't been passed yet, but it looks like uh, there's not a lot of objections to it. And uh, that just means that I got a reminder that... uh, I, in 15 minutes, we're going to hear from McRae Hepler here on the program. McRae is going to give us a what's what, what's going on in St. George City, talking, focusing on restaurants uh, today. Uh, McRae, by the way, a new daddy. He's actually going to join me via the telephone because uh, he's, a, he's a new daddy and didn't feel like he could get away. He's still trying to help his wife manage everything there uh, at the home. So <clears throat> anyway, McRae will be joining me in a few minutes. Uh, and I've lost my train of thought. Oh, I was talking about uh, this new legislation uh, in the uh, in the state legislature. Uh, they want to digitize all our driver's licenses. So instead of having the little card, right, that, that has your name and your picture and your weight and address on it, they want to uh, put all that information in a digital file and have everyone, since everyone carries a cell phone anyway, they want to have everyone just have a digital copy of their driver's license. Of course, that means if your battery dies, you don't have a driver's license. You know, there are, there are inherently some problems with it just right off the bat. But uh, they're, they're thinking, uh, what they're saying anyway is, well, it's incredibly convenient. You don't have to carry that card around anymore. But, you know, the driver's license has become something that 
it's pretty important. I mean, you need a driver's license if you want to be able to legally drive, of course. Uh, if you want to open a bank account. If you want to do, uh, well, say, I don't know, uh, get married. Um, you know, get a job, perhaps, or buy cough syrup at a, at a drugstore. A dr- driver's license is something that is, you know, become pretty important to us all. And they want to digitize it. And, and uh, in fact, uh, my colleague here, Jordan Vertadero, our news director, is working on a story for ABC4 about digital driver's licenses and asking people how they feel about them. Uh, but I'm here to say I, I don't think it's a good idea. I think it's a bad idea, just like I don't want my credit card digitized and just flash my phone at something. I want to actually hold a credit card. But with the driver's license, we, it's so important. And, and what it does is we have a card that has, like I said, it has our name, our picture, our address, our age, and weight. And that's about it. Now, if you hand it to a police officer and he takes it back to the, the squad car, he can look you up and find out a lot more about you. Of course he can. But if you hand it to, say, the pharmacist at the, at the drugstore or your potential future boss at a job interview or, or uh, you go to the doctor, they make a copy of it. All they have is the information that's on that card. They can't, I don't know, look you up in a database and find out everything else about you. But once all that information is digitized and released to the public, it becomes your digital driver's license. Then you're talking about a lot of information attached to your name that they can, whoever they might be, they can look at and access and find out. I, I don't. I don't like the idea of a of a digital driver's license, and maybe it's because I'm old. <laughs> Some of my kids keep telling me, "You're old. You just don't like the, the the new ideas. You don't like change." I don't like change, but I also don't like everybody and their dog knowing everything about me without my permission. I think that's a bad idea. Uh, Nine nineteen on KDXU. Seth has been patient. What's going on, Seth? Uh, you're picking me up all right. Yeah, yeah, a little bit hollow, uh, but uh, you're there. All right, sir. Let me get out of the hollow area here. And uh, <laughs> uh, I agree with you. Digitizing uh, driver's licenses is a problem. And uh, there's too much access, in my opinion, to personal information and quite frankly, none of your business. Yeah. You know, I, I went to a restaurant on Saturday. And uh, they first of all, the restaurant said, we don't take cash, credit only, which was kind of surprising to me. I guess money isn't good enough anymore. But then uh, I, I, I scanned my credit card and went and sat and went, getting, re- getting ready to sit down. And, and I'm like, hey, do you are you going to bring me the food or do I come back and get it or what? And she said, well, no, we'll bring you the food. Uh, but uh, what? what but uh you know, we already have all your information. I said, what do you mean? She said, oh, I know your name and everything. And I said, well, how did you get that? She said, oh, it was all, it all comes from your credit card. And I was like, uh-oh, <laughs> maybe I already gave away too much information. Exactly. And uh, um, I'm going to recommend to the people up and down Highway 18 
the UDOT people are going to be there about the the widening of the roads yeah. and that the bike paths and the closures and all the things that are about to happen to Highway 18. And uh, amongst other things, uh, people are going through hay haulers, big trucks of all sorts, especially when the freeway is blocked. And they're blasting through Central at 74 miles an hour, yeah. just under the ticketable area. And there are intersections, there are people, there are um, state facilities for sand and cinders for the highways. There's the landfill uh, transfer station. There's turnoff. And uh, I don't understand why... Uh, Veo and uh, Dameron and the other communities, they have a 40-mile-an-hour speed limit, uh, but they speed up and put on their Jake brakes, engine brakes, So that, and there's one guy that comes through that has a train whistle on his truck. Oh, man. And every morning, or well, he has a girlfriend or something in town, and he <laughs> wants to give her a train whistle to toot, Along with uh, engine brakes going, ah. And what time uh, of morning is this? Well, it, it varies. It depends on when they need his cattle feed in California. Uh, huh. Okay? So so we've got some things going on, and uh, I'm going to talk with a Mr. Kitchen, and I suggest people do the same. Brad, and right. talk to him about what it is we would like to see on Highway 18 while they're spending a couple of billion dollars. Yeah, yeah. See if we can. What's the biggest, in your mind, is it the speeders? Is that the biggest issue and that they are not, aren't uh, encouraged to slow down in that area? Or what do you think the biggest problem is? Well, exactly that. We have deaths occurring and tragic deaths, school buses. We had a uh, one of my neighbors, a good friend of mine, was T-boned by a truck and drove her into uh, a pinion tree on the corner. And, of course, she died, I think, in her husband's arms. Okay. Now, I remember that very vividly. And so, and Mr. Kitchen is aware of it also. So hopefully there can be some reason going on um, that Highway 18 shouldn't be an 80-mile-an-hour road um, um, because it's a, a state highway with access to other points, and we're going to have our fire department and EMTs hopefully at the fire station when we get this fire issue resolved. Yeah, that's, you know, and that's one of those things, Seth, that where, where it, 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 it kind of makes me crazy for instance the boulevard right here in st george is a 30 mile an hour road i got pulled over once at five o'clock in the morning for going like 43 or something and i i the officer said yeah you're doing the speed limit here i'm like yeah i was going a little too fast and he goes you know this is a cross street cars pull across here and if you're going 43 miles an hour you're not going to be able to stop in time if someone pulls out in front of you and you know, to me, it's like okay. I, I guess I understand what he's saying, and I, you know, and I did slow down. But then you got a, a road like you're talking about with the, with the with the highway, and people are going way, 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 way fast, and you got people crossing it, and uh, you know, there, there's no thought for 
no thought for reducing the speed there like like it should be. I mean, if I have to slow down on the boulevard, shouldn't we slow down a little bit on cross streets, uh, you know, uh, like SR18? Exactly. And and like I say, uh, I've lived here long enough to, to attend funerals of people who got T-boned. Yeah. Uh, and uh, um, there are 1,200, maybe 1,500 people living in the small little community and they're coming and going all day long, and, and uh, the uh, um, Water Conservancy District's property and the um, transfer station is also um, constantly being used during daylight hours. And, of course, we've got deer, and we've got all kinds of obstructions. Highway 18, by their own definition, is indicated one of the most dangerous roads in utah because of the lane changes and the animals and the traffic yeah let's 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 slow it down there let's get some speed limit reductions there so people can cross safely you, you got a good well, point well, they're, Seth. they're gonna they're gonna put uh, uh supposedly a bike path they're gonna widen the shoulders because of course a marathon yeah. and we've got highway 18 is turned into a recreational road uh to St. George, so the restaurants you were talking about mm-hmm. get more business uh, for the activities, the Huntsman and the uh, Triathlon and the Iron Man and the Rubber Man. They all want to run up and down <laughs> Highway 18. Yeah, they do, because it's so beautiful. <laughs> all right. Oh, it is. And, and of course, uh, we have to dodge them because we get at twilight hours, people running up and down in black who are invisible yeah. are four breast. Yeah. Yeah. Got to run, Seth. Got folks on hold. Thank you for calling today. We need to slow down. And certainly, it makes sense to me when you're going through a, an area that's going to have a lot of cross traffic, slow it down. All right. Uh, line two. Hey, thanks for calling today. What's on your mind today? Yeah, good morning, Andy. I got a couple of things. But the first one is. Uh, All right, hold, hold on a second. We're, you're distorted. Man, I thought the new board would fix this, but if you'll call me right back, we'll get you on the air as soon as possible. Doggone it. I thought we had it all fixed. Brand new mixing board, thousands of dollars, and sure enough, it's distorted. All right, it uh, should be better now. You sound good, right? I hope so. Yes, you do. Right, go ahead. Well, and Andy, we can't blame my old flip phone. I'm talking to you on an iPhone, so. Uh, so uh, it's not the mixing board. It's not the flip phone. What in the world is it? My engineer, yeah, is, he assured me the new board would fix it, but it didn't. <laughs> well, so much for assurances. Anyway, uh, any business that will not take my cash, which I ran into a couple of them here in St. George, uh-huh. that's, the last, that's the last time I do business with them. If they will not take my legitimate currency, then I want nothing to do with them because, obviously, the uh, that coming to its conclusion is there will be no more cash, which yeah. means there will be no more privacy in any of our lives. And so if you've got a restaurant that won't take cash, Andy, I recommend that you let them know I will not be back until you start accepting cash again. I, uh, I, other, di- I didn't let them know, but I think you're, you're probably right. I need to let them know. I'm not planning on going back, but I didn't let them know about it. So. Well, letting them know is the powerful part about it. And I, I changed insurance companies because my local insurance company here, Family uh, uh, American Family, 
would no longer take cash from me. And I said, well, I want to cancel my policies, and I went to another uh, agent. So anyway, if we don't push back now, there's not going to be anything to push back against. Mm, good point. Good point. Thank so you. Dri- driver's licenses. Um, we, I, I just would like to take exception to your premise that, you know, the driver's license has become this important thing in our daily lives. Um, it's not the driver's license. It's the ID. We mm. have to have ID for everything. The driver's license itself has one function. You know, the cop pulls you over and, yep, you got one. Okay. It's the ID. And so I'm opposed to it as well. But... You know, like everything else in this world, Andy, why can't we just allow people the liberty to choose? If you want a digital driver's license, well, knock yourself out. Hmm. But if you don't want a digital driver's license, that should be an option as well. So I'm going to tie this together with uh, our friends in China. You know, if you leave your house in China without your telephone, the government knows fairly quickly because they have all kinds of ways of tracking you. If you're on the street and you're not, you're not uh, putting out a, a blip identifying yourself, which comes from your telephone, you will be approached by the police. They'll send you home and tell you to get your phone. Wow. Now, you know, these things all seem very strange. Well, not so strange anymore, the way things are going. But, but Andy, the point of all of this is, if we don't start standing up for our liberty, our freedoms, and that's really what we're talking about, then we're not going to have anything left to defend. And so, you know, it's about liberty. You want to get a vaccine? Great. Get one. I don't want to get a vaccine? Great. I don't need one. I want to wear a mask on an airplane? Great. You don't want to wear a mask on an airplane? Don't. We no longer are a a society of uh, live and let live. It's where if you don't agree with what I say, then you have to comply with what I say or else somehow you're a you're a terrible person. Yeah, we have lost liberty. Said well, and, and part of that too is the polar extremes that that people have become. Uh, you know, if if I'm right and you're wrong, then you're you know, I, I have no time for you. I'm I'm not gonna you know I'm not gonna speak with you. I'm not, you know, and and that's part of the problem. One of the things I talk about a lot on this show is disagreeing more. Uh, cordially, being being disagreeable is okay as as long as you you know I don't have to hate you because you're not vaccinated. You don't have to hate me because I am. That's that's not right. Right. So. We have lost the ability to disagree. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I mean, from an earlier time, you know, you're you're a similar vintage as I am. There was a time when we used to say, you know, hey, live and let live. Um, we, we used to say, you know, I disagree with, with what you say. In fact, vehemently disagree. But I would fight to the death your right to say it. Yeah. Where did all those people go? Now it's all fight to the death to make sure you agree with me or I'm going to, I, we got to get rid of you. You don't agree with me? Oh, we got to get rid of you. Yeah. We have lost our liberty. We need to start saying, you know what, I don't agree with you, but you have the right to think what you want. You have the right to do what you want within the laws. Yeah. We, we no longer do this. Now it's now you're Joe Rogan. You're on the left. You're, you're a darling of the left until you start Disagreeing. talking about freedom yeah. of speech. <laughs> we've, we've lost our minds, Andy. And yeah. so, um, you know, so those of us that are still thinking clearly, we need to start pushing back against this nonsense. You're right. All right. Hey, thanks for the call. Let's uh, go to line three. Appreciate it, Steve. Hey, uh, you're on with Andy. What's up? 
Hello, is that me? Yeah, that's you. Go ahead. Okay, so, yeah, I kind of agree with that guy. I think we are losing our freedoms one by one, and it's like the frog, you know. You put him in a pot of boiling water, and he hops right out, but you put him in a lukewarm one and keep eating it up, and that's just kind of the way our society has become. But anyway, the thing I wanted to ask you, Andy, and I've thought about it a few times, Mm -hmm. um, you you have advertisers that come on, and they say, this is the number one whatever right. in in southern Utah or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, how is that ever, you know, th- he was voted number one as this or number one. And I'm like, how is that? I, I never voted on those people. How were they voted number one and by whom? Well, it's, it's interesting you bring that up because uh, there was uh, another media outlet, and I'm not going to say their names, but another media outlet put together a Best of Southern Utah uh, campaign. And the idea originally was get everyone to vote, right? And, and then you would determine, say, the best restaurant in town or the best ice cream right. place or the best tire store or whatever. Uh, but what happened was... The people that uh, were involved with it, they opened it up for advertising. And the people that were involved with it, it, it basically became who had the most money. Uh, the more you pay, mm-hmm. the higher your votes are, the more advertising you get. Uh, and, and uh, you know, I, 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 there's an, a, a real estate company, and again, I won't say his name, but they paid a lot of money to advertise it so they'd get more votes. Now they're best of Southern Utah as labeled by, you know, by this, this company. Uh, even though you and I probably didn't even think to vote for it. So. No, I had no clue about that, and I yeah. hear I hear it on multiple levels with mm-hmm. multiple different um, businesses and, and people and stuff, and I'm like, I don't think that's right, that they can be um, advertising as such when Joe Blow and me never did get to vote on that, and... Um, Anyway, it's all about the money, isn't it, Andy? That's just about the way our lives are these days. It's all about yeah. money. It's all about power. And I just I disagree with them being able to advertise that they have been voted number one when most people never, ever voted. I think one thing we can do, and, and by the way, thank you for the phone call. I think one of the things that we can do is vote with our pocketbook. Uh, if you have a restaurant you really like and you like them because – uh, the food is hot, the service is good, the prices are decent. Then you go to that restaurant and you go there, you know, maybe once a month or every couple of weeks. And Or if you if you eat out for lunch every day, go there once a week. That's how the real votes count. That's, that's I mean, yeah, you're right. There's some false advertising people out there who have paid to be considered number one. But uh, ultimately, those places are going to get their comeuppance because they're not, you know, the ones that aren't really good, the ones that, you know, that are just blowing smoke are not going to survive. And I believe the ones that are really good are going to survive. All right, I got to get a weather break in. I'm a few minutes late on that. And then McCray Hepler will be joining me right after this quick timeout. Compelling guests, hot topics, the latest news, always on the Andy Griffin Show. Is there a juicy part in it for me? Right here on News Radio 890, 92.5, KDXU, Southern Utah's News Talk Leader. Welcome back. I'm Andy. A little bit late getting McCray on, but it's 939. But thank you to McCray Hepler for being on the program today. Hi, McCray. How are you? 
Hey, good, Andy. How you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks for coming on. McCray is, uh, I've said it before, he's, he's like the guy that keeps an eye on stuff so we don't have to. And then he puts out, uh, got a newsletter and video that you put out. Is it every week that comes out? Yeah, so the newsletter comes out the first of every month, which is once a month. And okay. then throughout the throughout the month, I do a couple of videos just highlighting. The newsletter basically encompasses all of Washington County of what's going on. Um, but then a couple times a month, usually three, sometimes four. I try to do weekly, but sometimes timing doesn't work out. Um, I do just different segments uh, in different parts of town or with different companies. So last week I interviewed a startup tech company here called uh, Corso. Mm-hmm. It's Paul Bartholomew is the co-founder. I interviewed him. So between, you know, all the real estate and new restaurants and new commercial development, that's most of it. But then I also talk about some of the companies that are doing really cool things here. You know, it's funny. I was going to say, well, his full-time job is with Eagle Gate Title, but it sounds like as much as you're doing, your full-time job is trying to keep an eye on everything in St. George and Washington County. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, (laughs) it it goes hand in hand. So it definitely is part of my business. And so I just... Yeah, I try to be as efficient as I can in that regard, you know, doing all of that while also maintaining everything I need to do at the office. And now that I've got a little girl, uh, I got, I've got added her into the mix as well with my wife. So it's been busy, but it's been really fun, and I, I enjoy it. So that's what, that's what makes it easy to, to do is I really enjoy what I do. That's where I was going next. Uh, when you were on the show last month, you were talking about how your wife was due and when it might come and the baby and everything. Yeah. And then, boom, the baby is here. Congratulations, Daddy. Yeah, thanks. It's been an awesome week. We had her last weekend. and or, Wow. So it's been nine days, and uh, it's been awesome. She's the, she's the cutest little thing. You guys getting any sleep yet? Uh, yeah, here and there. <laughs> You're trying to get the schedule down. Sleep when the baby sleeps. That's my only advice to you because uh, if you try to stay awake and have me time when the baby's sleeping, you're going to be really tired later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, McCray, of course, uh, keeping an eye on, on what's happening in the city. I know number one on everyone's list is what restaurant can I go to and what, you know, where can I go to eat? What is what is some of the cool places, uh, you know, that I can uh, attend? And I know there's been a real movement, McCray, to, I don't know if revitalize is the right word for downtown, but maybe just give it a little infusion of energy and new blood. What have you learned about downtown St. George? Yeah, so, I mean, I think revitalize is a good word. It's it's really, I was at a, a summit back in, I think it was like 2016, when mm-hmm. they had, they had, I can't remember the guy's name, but he basically goes around the country and, and, goes to cities and does research on what they need, what the city's missing Hmm. uh, in regards to just like, just, I don't know, ways to make the city more um, just better in a way, I guess. And one of the things that he had mentioned was that we didn't really have a downtown presence in a way and that we needed, we needed more, uh, more energy, like you said, downtown to really make it into like an actual downtown for a city and so since then obviously we've seen the avenir go in big marriott we've seen the the two apartment complexes city view as well as jewel Mm -hmm. and that's brought in a lot more housing uh, which means a lot more people down there 
And then from there, we've had some really cool restaurants open up. And just yesterday, Bombay Cafe opened, which they are closed today because they were so busy yesterday. They sold out of everything. Wow. And um, so they are closed today, but they will be open back up tomorrow. Uh, they were already a local favorite. They were located over by um, Costco, and they've just relocated into the City View apartment, which is on Tabernacle, just uh, just next to Judd's. And um, so, yeah, they just opened up yesterday. We've got, like, Farmstead Bakery, which has been here for about a year and a half. This, the has it been that long? Wow. Now. Yeah, I think it's I, – I my concept of time is kind of – I think it's been about a year and a half, but <laughs> you're they, probably uh, right. It's been a while. They're, they're super popular at this point. And then, um, we all, and with, with the addition of the Adveneer, we got the wood ash rye. And so really we've had, we've had this kind of reawakening and it's made downtown more of a, more of a downtown feeling. Um, and with everything, and we've kind of just hit the surface cause, um, after once that came, we started getting the nightlife. So we've had the four three five hive tap house. We've got the station two uh, brewery. We've got the new spiritual uh, cocktail parlor. So really, it's somewhere that something that St. George has lacked for a long time is something that, somewhere that young people can go out and well, young and old. It doesn't. I shouldn't say that, <laughs> but somewhere where people can go and hang out on the weekends, and it's really given kind of a, a cool little hangout vibe down there. Um, Let me ask you, McCray, uh, a lot of downtowns are based on some central activity, like a theater or a stadium or some kind of big thing, and, and everything kind of hubs around that, is you know, centers around that. St. George doesn't really have anything downtown as far as a big one, one big attraction where people are coming from around the country to go to. Do you think that's necessary, yeah. or do you think what's happening is, is good enough? I mean, I think it's good enough for what St. George is. I mm-hmm. think if it was a if it if it was a big city, you know, I think that would that would change a little. But considering that it's considering that we are still a small town, and I, I think that it's just with the restaurants and that type of scene, I think that's what's gonna. That, I think that's what's necessary, and I think that that's going to be enough to continue the the momentum down there because we do have a couple other restaurants in the works. And I think that, I think that that alone will help uh, with everything going on down there. Do you feel like this is a pretty conservative town? And I know mayor Pike used to come on the show and he got a little bit of heat for approving uh, all these different uh, bars downtown uh-huh. saying this, that's not really St. George, you know, uh, uh, bars. And, and, you know, we we're still, I think Washington County is still 68% uh, members of the church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Is this something that uh, locals can be fearful fun? I guess the thing I think about is, okay, a new bar is one thing, but a, new, a bar, what about, that same bar in five years, 10 years, 20 years from now, uh, do you know, that, that scares me that it's going to be a, a kind of skid row or a dive. Um, no, I, I mean, I think that that's one aspect of any downtown is some type of bar. And, you know, we have, there's four down there now, I think mm-hmm. if I count right, four different types, I guess. And they're all very high quality. They all offer, you know, something, Something different, and I think that just with the quality of, of it all down there, I think I don't 
I don't have that fear. Um, and I think it was necessary. Um, you know, not everybody wants to drink, but, uh, but there is, if I, I always say that we need to, uh, we are no longer just a retirement community. Yeah. And in order for us to not become somewhere where only the affluent come and that somewhere that, you know, young people can stay here or can grow up here and, and stay here and that we can keep having all the different demographics coming here. We have to have things that will, that will attract them. And that is one thing that does attract. And so I think it's been a good, I don't think it's been overdone. I think it's been done really uh, responsibly. And I think it's just kind of a, kind of a staple now downtown that I think they will. And I think all of them are, are know how kind of lucky they are in a way to have that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I think that they're, that they all behave, you know, make sure that it's within standards of, of everybody, if that makes sense. Yeah, it, it does make sense. And obviously it's something that people are going to be concerned about, but if they, if they're held yeah. to a little bit higher standard, maybe, maybe then we don't have to worry about it as much for sure. Uh, yeah. One of the things that has been a real factor uh, and seems like it comes up every night in, in conversation when I, when I have dinner with family is the, the fact that all these businesses don't have enough people to work. Uh, you got, you know, yeah. places like Hash House or Go-Go, which used to be open, you know, what, 6 a.m. to 9 p.m. or whatever, and they've had to choose their hours of when they're going to be open. And this happens all, I think Chili's the other day was, they were closed at lunchtime and open at dinner or something like that. They've had to choose because they can't find enough employees to stay open. My daughter, McCray, got a job. She's up at, uh, up at SUU. She got a job at the Jack in the Box, making a lot of money, by the way. But they're only open till I think six uh, six p.m. This is a restaurant. They close at six p.m. because they don't have enough workers who can work from six to nine or six to ten. After that, are you seeing that a lot in the restaurant business around here? Yeah, I mean it's definitely it's definitely a, a problem. And the one thing that I think, just from an outsider's view, I. I from what I see, cause I do frequent restaurants quite mm-hmm. a bit and there are definitely are some that are struggling more than others. I think that the, just the concept of the food world, I, I really think, and this just goes back to the whole, how COVID has changed kind of the way that people, the, the way people think yeah. uh, in regards to where they live, kind of what we alluded to last time in why St. George has just blown up so much over the last two years, uh, because it is somewhere that it is something that people think about more often now is where they live. But I also think that people also really have thought about where they work and what they do. And not that food is any, anything that, you know, people don't want to work in, but if you don't have to, then you, and there's other opportunities, Mm-hmm. That is an industry that I'm not surprised is is uh, struggling. However, I do know that th- there are some restaurants that have really good culture. And as a business owner, I think culture is everything. And I think even more so in the restaurant space, if you can create a really good culture with your team and your employees that I know a few that have, and they have waiting lists. I mean, they, they, they have so many applicants that they don't know what to do with Mm, and that's not everybody but i do think that i do think that it is something where um 
it, it boils down to that and how you're able to take care of your, your, your employees. But I also know that that's very tough because a lot of margins with restaurants, it, it's just tough all the, all the way around. And so, so yes, it is, it is a, a problem. Um, but I think that, I don't, I, I think it's something that will eventually kind of work itself out. I hope. I think a couple of observations on that, McRae, uh, my daughter did not want to work at a fast food restaurant. It, I mean, right exactly to your point. She tried at all these different, these other different places to get a job. When they didn't call her and this place did, she's like, ah, I guess I'll go in there and talk to them. And they hired her and it was, it was not what she wanted. But by the same token, she, you know, 12 bucks an hour, she gets incentives for staying a certain amount of time and, and things like that. Uh, so, so for her, even though it wasn't like you said, maybe the first choice or the desired job, you know what? It's a job. The other thing, uh, I was having dinner with some relatives, uh, recently and, uh, I made the statement, uh, well, everybody needs to tell their kids to go out and get a job. If your kid's 16, 17, 18, even 15, tell them to go out and get a job that, I mean, it teaches them so many life lessons. And I had one, uh, one family member. Yeah, you're right. Another family member kind of gave me the. Uh, kind of uh, blank stare, like, I think you're crazy kind of a stare. And then I realized as I sat and thought about it, this person had uh, three teenagers and none of them had jobs until they were, you know, until they were adult, until they were 19 years old. And I was like, oops, I guess yeah. I, I guess I made the statement to the wrong person. But I highly encourage <laughs> parents and grandparents, tell your kids to go out and get a job. The freedom that, the lessons you learn, I mean, I worked since I was 14. And, and to me, the lessons I learned, especially at 16 and 17 and 18 years old were so valuable. Learn how to budget. You learn how to make money. You learn how to deal with difficult personalities. You learn how to social, you know, become a social person. Those things are so valuable, McCray. Yeah, no, I completely agree. Now, you're a na- native son of St. George. Uh, this is where you grew up. This is where you lived and loved. Is this, Yeah. do you like the direction St. George is heading with what's happening downtown? I do, yeah. I like uh, what's happening in a lot of aspects in just the responsible growth that we're seeing, just trying to keep up and creating more, creating more things to do and more places to, I love new restaurants. Um, That's the topic that we're on, but yes, the momentum that, that I, that I see us on uh, with regards to, you know, some of the big, bigger projects too, that I mentioned all the time, Tech Ridge, Black Desert, Black Desert isn't St. George, but it is um, technically in Ivan's Desert Color. Uh, some of these, some of these um, big projects, I'm really excited about, um, and th- I love downtown. My office is downtown. I love eating downtown. So the more that we can make that feeling of downtown, downtown, uh, I love it. It's awesome. By the way, have you been over to Hillside Health yet? I was able to go over there and spend some time with doc- the doctors uh, Brooks and Colby Beal and the nurse practitioner, uh, I think her name is Miranda Carlisle. Anyway, uh, I didn't I think... I have building, though. Yeah, I didn't think you could even fit a building where they built that building. And I they're actually either. They're actually going to build a second one just like it. So I guess you can fit a really? building in there. Yeah, it's crazy. It amazed me. When I saw that start going, I was like, wow, that's... That's impressive, and now that it's there, I'm like, holy cow, how did that even happen? One listener did point cool. out, though, that uh, that's going to be a crazy place to try to turn 
Uh, and actually, the mayor, Mayor Randall, said she's actually they're going to put a light in there so that people aren't getting T-bone as they're going across that road. So that's good. Uh, that's a good point. <laughs> I'm actually going to her. She has her state of the city address today at three. Yeah, yeah. Looking so, forward to that. I, love- I, ta- I talked about it a little bit on the show. It's a transportation expo at the Dixie Center, and then uh, right in the middle of all that at three o'clock is uh, the state of the city address by Mayor Michelle Randall. You're going to be over there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm going. I love Michelle's uh, vision too, and her her mindset and leadership, along with the council, uh, the new council members. I think that I think that we have a good leadership team uh, going, and I think that the momentum we're on is is all is positive. So well said, well said, McCray. Thanks for coming on, and look forward to hearing from you every month about this time of month. And uh, I know you're always keeping an eye on what's happening in Washington County and St. George City. Yeah, thanks, Andy. Appreciate it. All right, talk to you later. Oh, and con- we'll congrat- congratulations, by the way, on being becoming a daddy. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. <laughs> you're, you're welcome. We'll talk to you later. All right, see you. Nine fifty six on KDXU. That's McCray Hepler from Eagle Gate Title who uh, has, uh, you know, it's weird how projects happen. He had this project, put out a newsletter, just kind of, you know, keep an eye on what's going on in the city because he loves St. George, and it has ballooned into this big, giant thing, and uh, it, 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 take, it took on a life of its own. But McCray's doing a, a fantastic job of, uh, of uh, kind of keeping an eye on what's happening in St. George. You can catch his videos. Uh, I'm trying to think the best way to get I actually signed up for his newsletter, and so I actually get him right right in my inbox, and uh, I'm thinking there's probably an easier way to do it than having it come right to your inbox. Well, I mean, if you don't want to sign up for something, I know that uh, it's really nice to have him just boom. And, hey, here's the latest video of what's happening in St. George City. The last one uh, was, uh, was based on uh, the revitalization of downtown. I think the best thing to do is go to eaglegatetitle.com and then uh, click on click on the uh, link there to get uh, to get updates on what's happening in St. George City from McCray Hepler. Very very cool stuff and again thanks to McCray for uh, being on the program today. We do have again the Transportation Expo at the Dixie Center today. Uh, head on over there. They they open at 11, so you can uh, head on over and maybe grab yourself some breakfast and then uh, head on over right after you're done listening to the show today. Uh, or you can uh, wait a little while and then catch the mayor in their state of the city address at 3 o'clock in the ballroom there at the Dixie Convention Center. But, uh, yeah, I'm going to head over. I think it's going to be really cool and uh, and listen to the mayor. I just found out that uh, actually I had originally scheduled Adam Lenhard, who is the city manager, to be on the show for a few minutes today and talk about all that stuff. And Adam just tested positive for COVID-19. So uh, it's funny. I Michelle, when she was on on Thursday, said, yeah, I'm going to do uh, a big portion of the state of the city. And then Adam Lenhard's going to come on and do a, a segment of it. And then I'm going to wrap it up. And uh, that was uh, before, you know, Adam tested positive. So she'll, she'll be doing that state of the city all by herself. Sorry about that, Michelle. I uh, hope you found out from someone before me just now. Uh, it is 9.58 on KDXU. Again, tonight, Lieutenant Governor Deirdre Henderson will be on KDXU 6 to 7 p.m. Uh, you'll be able to call in. They have an 800 number. You'll also be able to uh, text in or email in questions to her. 
And, uh, yeah, I think it's going to be a cool deal. It's usually the governor. Every quarter the governor comes on. He couldn't do it this week, but uh, we thought, let's go ahead and put the lieutenant governor on. I think that'll work out really well. So Lieutenant Governor Deidre Henderson will be on the air tonight from 6 to 7 right here on KDXU. At 9 o'clock, it's the BYU Coaches Show with Mark Pope and Greg Rubel. That's tonight as well. Tomorrow night, high school basketball on the air here on KDXU. And then uh, Wednesday, or excuse me, Thursday, we've got BYU basketball. So lots of cool stuff lined up for you. Uh, and don't forget, tomorrow, Mayor Chris Hart in uh, of Ivan's will be uh, giving a state of the city in the Ivan's City offices. And then Thursday, he'll be on Mayor Thursday right here on the Andy Griffin Show. So lots of good stuff happening. Hopefully, we'll see you over at the Transportation Expo a little bit later on today. Thanks for listening, everybody.